Welcome to Literally, the podcast where we literally take you through the entire process of building a business and creating a lit up life. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach for high-performing women that want to live a lit up life while creating the impact and income they desire in their business. I bring my unique education and expertise to the table to help my clients create big results and move through big blocks. What makes this podcast so unique is that you'll hear one client's weekly coaching sessions for six months. These are recordings of our actual coaching sessions, so you'll see their unique challenges and strategies, their ups and downs, and their wins and losses. You'll also get to hear exactly how I coach them through it. I'm so excited for you to join us on this behind-the-scenes journey and gain insight into building your own lit-up life and the business that you desire. All right, guys, welcome to season six of Literally. I'm so, so happy for y'all to be here to meet our new coachee. I can't believe we are, gosh, six seasons deep at this point, which means almost three years, which is kind of incredible. So excited for y'all to be with us again. Thank you as always for listening. And I'm excited to introduce you to Michelle. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, so excited to be here. Um, all right. So tell us a little bit about your story. Like give everyone a little bit of background on kind of what got you here. Oh, actually, gosh. you know what? First, tell us about your business, actually. I was going to ask you that <laughs> second, but I actually think that might make more sense to say, tell us about your business first. Okay. Um, so I am an infertility and IVF support yeah, coach. That's and important I help- information based <laughs> on is- the story you're about to hear. Yeah. <laughs> this is some probably good context. Yeah. Um, and I basically work with women through their infertility and IVF journeys and just really help them calm the negative spiral of infertility so that they can thrive through infertility and beyond. And obviously, like this very much stemmed from my own journey and experience. It wasn't the thing that I grew up as a kid going. I'm going to be an infertility support coach someday. <laughs> Although I did used to say I wanted to be a teacher, so I feel like I'm very much like in the right realm. It's just yeah. not the teacher that I ever pictured. Um, and that's a little bit about just the business and what I do. And you, how do you help clients? Like, is it you know? Like I most I mostly work with them one on one at this point. So, which is like really just like very rewarding to get to like hold space for them. And so many of my clients come to me and are just like. I don't have anyone to talk to about this or I feel like such a burden when I'm constantly just like offloading like what feels like terrible news after terrible news to like friends and family. And so it's just, it's been such a gift for my own story and my own infertility journey to get to hold clients in that and to take the lessons that I've learned from my own experience and and pay it forward. So good. Okay. So which leads us to tell us your story. <laughs> yes. Um, I will give you the like condensed-ish version and then yeah. you can tell me if you want me to okay. expand on <laughs> any of it. Um, and so let's see. So where to start? I feel like every time I ask a client to tell me their story, it always starts with when they got married. So I'll start there. My husband and I got married <laughs> in 2015 and, um, you know, we we got married. I think he was 30. I was 29. And we knew that we wanted to have kids. We knew we wanted to start a family. So we took a little bit of time for ourselves. I think we like waited like a year or so before we started trying. Um, and then when we got to, you know, try to grow our family, we were like really excited because everyone tells you like, oh, like it's so fun. You just get to like have sex all the time and <laughs> it's so easy. And like I feel like all the sex ed growing up is like don't have sex or like you'll have a baby immediately. Right. Like it's like the easiest thing ever to happen. Yeah. And then when you start learning about it, you're like, oh, there's like a very specific window. And it's like there's there's like some logistical pieces to it. But anyways, 
Um, so we started doing that. And long story short, like it just like wasn't happening. And so we started doing all the things. Like we were taking like basal body temperature. We were doing ovulation predictor kits. We were like timing it perfectly with the apps. And of course, I was still convinced like, oh, we just might not be doing it right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. There's only a certain extent to which you like can't do it right. That's right. why we yeah, were doing yeah. everything. Um, and bless my husband for being such a saint and believer of science that he was like, listen, I'm pretty sure something's wrong. And like at, at our age, technically, like you're, you know, most OBs will recommend try for a year before you like seek out support. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he was like, nope, something's telling me something's not right. Um, so he basically took matters into his own hands and he went and bought an over-the-counter sperm test, which like mm. I didn't even know exists, but apparently yeah. it does. <laughs> um, and it like came back funky. And so he scheduled an appointment with the urologist and this is what like ultimately sent us down the trajectory of um, going to a fertility specialist. And literally like I think it was like a fall day, maybe around this time that we're like recording now. Um, where he like just came home one day and he like handed me a card for a reproductive endocrinologist and he's like, here's a number for a doctor for you to call to like go get tested out. And I was like, what? <laughs> just like, yeah, just like it a was lot. one of the most, yeah. mm-hmm. it was just like one of the most like shocking moments. And if anyone listening has like experienced like infertility, like it's grief on so many different levels, mm-hmm. right? Of just like accepting like what you thought life was going to look like and realizing like this is what it's actually going to look like. So we started down the road of seeing a doctor and around a couple months um, later, because usually it takes a little while to get in at first, um, I kind of had like what was a very big turning point for me in my infertility journey where my sister called to tell me she was pregnant. Mm. And it was like such a hard call for both of us. Um, because she had like not been expecting it to happen mm-hmm. as quickly as it did and was, sh- and was shocked, frankly. And meanwhile, like she knew that I had been trying and like we hadn't had any success with getting pregnant. And it was just like one of those like mute the phone, cry, unmute the phone, <laughs> like yeah. talk. Like it was just really hard. And it was in that moment afterwards. And I feel like it's like folks describe this experience in their entrepreneur journey where you're like on the floor somewhere crying and this like dark night of the soul (laughs) (laughs) and this is where I ended up on the floor like in my bedroom crying and I was just like I started saying out loud all the things that like I had been thinking but I hadn't realized I had been thinking so things like you know what did I do to deserve this is this because I didn't go to church enough Mm -hmm. um and I like realized that I was just really blaming myself which was ironic because at the time like Technically, the diagnosis was my husband. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, this is all, this is me. Like, I spited the universe somehow, surely. Um, and it was in that moment that I really decided, like, I just don't want to do things this way anymore. Um, and I really just, like, like, that was, like, such a decision point for me. Um, and we hadn't even started IVF at this point. But, um, you know, I just started, like, seeing things differently and really like basically working on my mindset without realizing like that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm, I like mm -hmm. got really deep into like the personal development world. Um, And then eventually we went through a round of IVF and only had one embryo from that, which was like nerve-wrackingly terrifying, like looking back on that. But at the time I was like, oh, this is our baby, like hands down. Like I just know it deep in my soul. Um, And we got very fortunate in that it was our baby and she's now three, um, which was really exciting. And then we took a couple years off because we were like, we're just going to enjoy parenthood for a while. Um, And our chapter two has looked very different than chapter one. So at this point, we have now been through two additional IVF cycles. We have experienced three losses and recently did a fourth transfer. And so we're just like 
all over the place, yeah. basically. Um, and I we've talked about this before, and you'll hear about this on the podcast a little too, but like I'm just a big believer that like none of the struggle is necessary. But for me, this has been a really important part of like my coaching journey too, because I decided that I wanted to be a coach in March before the pandemic started. So just to give you a sense of timeline, um, we March had not started mm-hmm. March 2020, and we had not started chapter two of our trying to grow our family at that point. Um, and like in chapter one, I had an inkling. Like I, at one point I opened up and I just started sharing my story because I'm someone who tends to be <clears throat> really open about things. And I hadn't been. And that was something that was really hard for me. And so I was like, why am I keeping this big secret? Because like society mm-hmm. says like trying to conceive is supposed to be hush hush. Um, and I was like, that's like, I, I just don't care at this point. Like I need support. I need to find other humans who are experiencing this. And so I opened up and like a lot of people started reaching out and saying like, me too. Or they would say like, oh, our kids are IVF babies. Mm -hmm. And like, you'd never know it from the pregnancy announcements kind of thing. Um, And I like started kind of like being the confidant for a couple of just like friends who would like, you know, I was the first person they got to find out when they were pregnant and just like felt so special. Um, And I was like, I'm supposed to do something with this. But I like very much was like, dear universe, give me some time to go figure out my own ish. Yeah, yeah. And then let's come back and revisit this. Um, and so that that kind of like inkling happened in April of 2017, right before we did our first IVF cycle that summer. Um, and then in March of 2020, right before the pandemic hit, I like got this just like ping from the universe that it was time and I felt ready, as ready as one can be, right, to dive into entrepreneurship. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do the thing. Um, and that's ultimately like when I started my coaching business. So yeah, that's a little bit about me and my journey and how that kind of ties back into what I do now. And so you started your coaching business around the same time you were starting your second IVF cycle. Yeah. So we started, um, I started my coaching business in March of 2020 and then we did our second IVF cycle in June of 2020. Yeah. So you've been like running both simultaneously and then you quit your job as well. Mm. Yup. <laughs> a lot of things happening all at yeah. the same time. And yeah, I quit my job in August of 2021. Is that correct? Yep. Yes. That's yep. the year that we're currently in. Okay, yep. cool. <laughs> totally. Okay. So in terms of um, like where you're at right now in the business, kind of like give us a little bit of a lay of the land of that. Yeah. So like I mentioned before, I'm mostly working with clients one-on-one at this point. I do have like a a like course that's just like hanging out that I use with my clients that I like love to use with them. Hopefully someday that will be more public to the world. Um, but I just love working with women one-on-one. There's just something really special about, like I said, getting to hold that space for them. Um, I would say that right now I usually have one to two women that, or at least like the last couple of months, I've basically had one to two clients that I've been working with at any given time. Um, and I'm probably making a thousand to two thousand on average per month in my business. Amazing. So um the I think this is just important context to share. Like the quitting your job thing was for the business, but it was also because you were just done with the job too. Mm. Yes. It was like zero bits, the timing of like what, like my plan looked very different from the universe's plan, but I always knew like I would know when that, that was like my stipulation with my job. Like I'd been thinking about quitting my job for like maybe a year, year and a half. Um, And I always knew I would know when the time was right. And then when the time came, I was like, 
really universe, this is it? Like, this is not what I had pictured. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is also how I felt when I started my business. And then the universe was like, global pandemic. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, you know. Okay. So tell us, um, tell us a little bit more about like why you wanted to work together. Mm. Yeah. Um, gosh, I think one of the things is like, for me, like I do really well in a one-on-one setting and I knew that I like wanted, well, first of all, one of the lessons that I learned from my infertility journey was like, don't do things without support. Mm -hmm, (laughs) That mm -hmm. was like one of the big overarching lessons. And so like when I started my business, I hired my first coach, like even before I had paid clients. And that was really important to me. Um, and I was starting to like, look for someone that I could work with, like one-on-one who could help me grow and scale my business, who could also hold me in just like the life things. And, um, ironically, it was one of my former coaches that like introduced me to you and your Mm -hmm. world, like that brought me into your Facebook group. And so I just like love how like, there's just like something in everything, if that makes sense. Always. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's, like, how I kind of, like, found you. And then I started listening to Literally and <laughs> ended up listening to literally every single episode. <laughs> and I think something that I just so appreciated was, like, how, like, transparent and honest it was. And it was, like, oh, this is what this is what coaching looks like in, like, a mic- in, like the micro, mm-hmm. um, which is, like, in a lot of ways, like, talking to a human and holding space in a really beautiful way. But then here's the really cool thing that happens in the macro. And, like – Getting to see both sides of that was really cool. Um, And I just, like, got this, like, ping of, like, I want to work with Lacey. Like, I'm going to work with her. It's going to happen. And I was even, like, very, like, set on being, like, I'm going to be on literally. (laughs) And I remember sending you. Well, and it's funny because, like, the universe started, like, kind of, like, directing me there. Um, There was, like, a – like, I was on your wait list for a little while. And there was – someone asked a question about, like, how to pitch podcasts mm. with like bigger audience or something. And I remember you like went on a mini rant about how like you should listen to the podcast and actually know what they do and how like people come and pitch you all the time. And they're like, oh, like, you know, I want to be a guest. And you're like, there's no guests on. Li-. Like yeah. all you have to do is literally open up one episode oh God, literally right. and just listen to the intro. Right. And then if you like, even listen to the intro, you know this is not a, a guest-based guest podcast. Guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's probably in the show notes too. Yeah. Um, and so um, I just like thought that was really funny. But even just like talking about like you were like talking about how it's just really nice to like, you know, have people reach out who have like listened to the podcast. And it was like you were speaking to me. I was like, I th- these are all the things. Like, yes, I would love to do this and like be part of this and like help people just get to see someone's journey and like normalize the like ups and downs and the roller coaster, which is very much what I do in my coaching business. Mm-hmm. So it like made sense that I was drawn to it. Yep. And so I sent Lacey a really crazy, just like out of left field email that was like, hi, you don't know me. <laughs> but here's all the reasons why we're destined to work together. <laughs> Love you at the end. Um, and I think that like really just like catapulted my like desire for our work and like me kind of like saying that to you. And then it's funny because like we've done an intensive together. Um, at you sent me that email before we even did an intensive. That email yeah. was like, I, I want to say like in January, maybe I sent you that yeah. email. Um, and I was just like, and it's funny because like that's one of those like manifestation things right? where I was like, I, I was working with another coach at the time and I was like, we were getting ready to end our container. And it was funny because she was like, you should go pitch, pitch some podcasts to like start growing your audience. <laughs> and I was like, well, I didn't really find any that would like do that. But like I found Lacey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And so it's just fun to see, like, you know, that, like, universe's timing aligned itself. And mm-hmm. here we are nine, ten, I don't even know, 11 yeah. months mm-hmm. later. Yeah. Um, and it just, it just, like, felt like the timing of everything ended up working out perfectly. So. Yes. So good. Well, I will share more about my thoughts on that, too, um, in just a few. But um, I was going to ask you to tell me, like, why you wanted to be on the podcast. But I think you already totally did that. And <laughs> it's all it's all connected. Yeah, it's all connected. And it, it, it aligns to what you're already doing in your work. And I think that's really important. Okay, so tell us, like, in, in working together in this season, like, what are the goals that you're wanting to accomplish? Like, what did you come into this wanting to uh, see happen? Yeah, so I really just, like, in a lot of ways, like, want to blow up my business. Like, I'm just, like, ready to, like, step into it fully. And apparently, like, the universe is calling me to step into that CEO role even more, which yeah. is something we're having a lot of conversation around. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I really, like, desire to, like, sell out my one-on-one and just, like, be full. And, like, the cool thing about my business is, like, I know that for every dollar I make, it's, like, literally, like, an example of the impacts that I'm having on women's lives. And that's, like, such a cool thing for me. Um. And so, yeah, selling out my one-on-one is probably the biggest priority right now and just, like, ideally getting some income back in now with the nine-to-five income gone. And, like, I, you know, like, I feel like I, like, have mixed feelings about this because I feel like 10K months, like, feels really good in terms of, like, a financial state where I'm, like, okay, like, this will, like, cover my family stuff and also give me room to play in the business and invest back into it and all of that. But it's, like, not about the number as much as yeah. it is about like the feeling that comes with the number. And so like that, it could be any other number and I could still have that feeling if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm like working on finding of like, where's that feeling? Beautiful. I love that. Um, all right. So tell us a little bit, just so everyone like has this context and listening to it, like what's life like for you? Like you're a mom, you're a wife. Like what does your day to day look like? Mm. Well, I took a nap this morning, morning. (laughs) which like, which is actually really funny because I, I am a napper, but I'm not normally a morning napper. So I was just like extra tired today and I was like, well, I can. So my life feels very spacious right now, but it has not always felt that way, even just like in this season. So I'm a mom. I have a three-year-old. Um, I have a husband, Ori, who, um, is a resident. He is in family medicine. He is in his final year of residency, which if there are any medical spouses listening to this, you know, is a crazy season. Um, and like, I think, I think it's good to share too that like financially when I quit my job, like it did not make sense for Mm -hmm, us to do that. mm -hmm. Like it cut our income in half. Like we, you know, I worked in higher education for 10 years, which I loved. Um, my students were amazing. Um, and so, like, you know, financially, we're, like, we're, we're okay. But, like, <laughs> we've had a lot of conversation about this, too, of, like, not putting a ton of pressure on the business. And I think that's important context for yeah. people to know. Um, parenting in a pandemic has been a really interesting experience. Like, right after, just for context of, like, what life looks like in the roller coaster parts, um, right after I quit my job was – the day I quit my job was also the day we found out we were pregnant from our third transfer – the following week, we found out we had lost the pregnancy. Then the following week, Mila got exposed to COVID at daycare and had to be quarantined for two weeks, which meant I had a three-year-old home with me while I was trying to process my loss, while I was trying to like figure out my business and yeah. get clients. Uh, so life is really a lot. So it's <laughs> it's like really – it's so funny because I'm like, I took a nap this morning because like we're in a really good just like moment and stretch yeah. right now, which I'm just like savoring and enjoying every moment of. But like – 
some days it's crazy and some days it's really spacious. I also bought a brand new candle at Anthropology this morning and it just smells delectable. It's like Christmassy. <laughs> I tried not to get something too Christmassy, but I wanted something that was like hearthy, like fireplace-ish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this one does have like tree in it too. So I'm like – it's a little Christmassy, but I was like playing fall music with yeah. it. So I was like, this is okay. Good mix. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, beautiful. So like I think that that's helpful context too because I think that sometimes we think it looks all one way or another. Like it's all crazy or it's all spacious. And I think you're making an important point, which is like it fucking depends on the week at this point. <laughs> right? The, the hour really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you guys are in the middle of, well, I wouldn't say the middle, but at the beginning, right, of a new transfer cycle and all of that. So there's just like a lot you're dealing with. Mm. Yes, there is always a lot going on. I feel like that's the story of my life. And I feel like that's the story of all of our lives. It's just like we only see parts of people's lives, especially on social media. So it's like very easy to think, oh, like their life is like easy and whatever. And it's like, nope, everybody's got the normal things. Yep, for sure. Okay, so tell us in coming on the podcast and recording this. Um, I also I I think this is important context that I'll just add here before you answer this question. But um, because I'm going on maternity leave, Michelle and I are recording this early. So this is like November 16th that we're recording this intro session, and we've already had three sessions, two, three, three, yeah, three sessions. Um, so you're probably gonna hear about this much later, but I think it's a a very different experience for Michelle because not only is she recording it now, but she almost has to wait longer for it to come out. So like, I feel like if anything, like we've even asked more of her this season for that. So with that being said, tell us what you're most excited about, but also what you're most freaked out about. Mm. Mm. Actually, it's funny. Like I love that it's coming out so late comparatively Mm. because I feel like it gives me space to like process all the ish. So like, Especially like the as it relates to like our infertility journey because I'm totally taking y'all along for the ride on that. Yeah, um, and um, it, it's actually really nice because by the time this comes out, like the I don't feel like there will be as much charge around in whatever happens. True like, for me, yeah. And so it'll actually be a little easier, and I can just be excited about it. So I think that's like what I'm looking forward to, and like how it you know kind of like works out really well with timing, and I think. Um, what I'm most anxious about. I mean, like, there's just, like, something special about being, like, oh, I'm just, like, putting my ish out on the internet. Cool. And, like, I'm a pretty transparent person. So, like, when people ask me stuff, like, I'm very much an open book. But I do like to take time to process it. So, like I said, the benefit here is, like, there is tons of process time. And then I can still, like, do the open book thing. Yeah. And just, like, be a human. So, yeah. I love that. So good. Um, all right. So I think it's just important to share a little bit more of this story and and thoughts on that. So I'll share some of my perspective here too. But um, so basically, uh, Michelle and I did an intensive together. Then um, we had talked about you being on season five. Mm-hmm. And um, we're very close to, to kind of getting there, <laughs> um, I think. Mm-hmm. And then you sent me an email. Um, and I, freaked, I think it, I freaked the fuck out is what yeah, happened. But I think it was also like really the right timing for you to send that and all of that, which I think was, uh, helpful, but I think it's also important for people to hear that like, uh, behind the scenes. So you sent me an email and I'm going to share this part and then you <laughs> correct me. Um, here. but basically it. I think what you were really saying to me in that email was like, I know I'm 
want to work with you. I know I want to be on literally and like, I don't feel like I'm in the right spot in my IVF journey to record that for a podcast right now. Um, and I thought that was really, really fair and made a lot of sense. And so, um, it's just interesting to see how things unfold, right? Like it's almost like season five happened exactly how it was meant to, and it wasn't your time, but like, I also think it's important to say it doesn't mean it was never your time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because like I was so terrified of closing that door with you because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like, you know, like maybe Lacey doesn't want to work. This is where my brain goes, right? Like maybe Lacey doesn't actually want to work with me or like maybe this will never happen now mm-hmm. because I said no. And like I think, again, beautiful testament to like you get to set your boundaries and like lean into what feel good, feels good and trust that like – the right things will come along. And for me, what that looked like was I ended up not working with you one-on-one because this was like in March-ish, April-ish. I think thing. April. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that's how I ultimately like ended up finding Julia's mastermind, which mm-hmm. turned out to be the perfect thing for me in that moment, but something yeah. that I wouldn't have considered likely because I was so set on like one-on-one and working with Lacey. And yeah. then when that door fully closed, I was like, I'm what I actually really want to support. And I didn't realize that I needed it in community. And, you know, that mastermind got me through a second IVF cycle, another loss, like leaving my job. It was like exactly what I needed. Um, And so it was just like more examples of like, it's always working, even when it sucks, even when it like doesn't look like it is. And then the timing of it aligned perfectly literally as the mastermind was ending and I didn't have the finances in the same way to like be able to continue to invest at that level to work with you and yeah. do the podcast. And I felt a lot better about it. And it turned out like it really wasn't about my infertility journey, even though like I felt like I was holding a lot, like a lot of it came down to my nine to five and just feeling really weird about like being on a podcast, being like, I want to leave my job when I was like still in yeah, a job. Yeah, which is totally fair. Not that mm-hmm. anyone from my job would have like ever listened yeah. to this podcast, but like, you know, it just, it just like the timing wasn't right. And yeah. then mm-hmm. it all worked itself out perfectly. And here we are. And I'm so excited. Yeah. So, so that happened. So you decided no at that time. We obviously um, recorded season five and then we opened applications for season six and you applied. And I remember when I got your application, um, I think you specifically said on it that, that you just said to me, which is like, I think it was more about my job and I don't have that. And mm-hmm. I feel like in a different place about where I am in my own journey and all of that kind of stuff. And so, um, normally what I would do if we open podcast applications was like, be like, have a call with someone and, and stuff like that. But because we had already talked pretty extensively about it, I actually just sent Michelle a voice note and was like, Hey, got your, um, thing. If you're in again, I'm in. Um, but it was also like odd timing. Cause I had to be like, I hadn't told like almost anyone yet. And I had to be like, also, by the way, I'm pregnant. I don't know if that changes how you feel about this, but, um, why, I mean, you were, it's like funny to look back on now, but you're like one of the first few people I told <laughs> I yes, was pregnant. That's like signature. your role, right? Yeah. Um, and just really wanted to like open that space for you so that if, if that didn't feel good, you know, you could be mm-hmm. like, yeah, totally. But you, you were lovely about it and felt like that was totally fine. I think you took a little bit of time to sit with it and think about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it just all worked out. And I think like, the lesson that I feel like is important to take away from that is like, you know, good things take like time and care and communication and all of those things. I think like you really communicated what was going on for you before. 
I tried to like over communicate was happening to me in this season. You definitely um, took your time. Like I think it's sometimes in business, everything feels like it has to be so like rushed. And if you're not a hell yes, you're a hell no. And like all of this stuff. And I think sometimes we need, like, I very much agree with like, do something because you're a hell yes. But I also think it's okay if it takes a little bit of time to get there, you know? Yeah. And honestly, like that's been like a big lesson for me this year. It's just like part of my healing journey of like, there doesn't have to be any rush. Like, and it was like a big deal for me to even take time after you, well, like, first of all, when you told me you were pregnant, I was really excited because I was not triggered by it, which like sometimes Mm -hmm. I am. And like, that still happens. And I think it's really important to share that too. If anyone Mm -hmm. else is like, struggling um and different pregnancies hit different right yeah um and so that was exciting but like I could have just easily been like okay yes like I'm in but like I really took time to sit like you know like how do I really feel about this am I truly good with it and like I you know in the back my what my mind was doing was you're gonna miss this opportunity because Lacey's gonna change her mind and say Mm -hmm. that you like you know and that's where our brains go and I think it's so just like important and, like, I'm really glad that, like, everything worked out the way that it did ultimately, um, which is, like, a lot easier to say in hindsight. But when you can believe that you will say that in hindsight, yeah. it, like, mm-hmm. just changes the trajectory of the journey. And I think what's so, like, I, I think so damaging about our industry sometimes is this idea that, like, if someone doesn't know right away or if they do take time, it's almost, like, offensive in some way or something. Like, and I – I so – in some sense, I can see why your brain was like, oh, no, is she going to, like, think this? But but I think it's also really important to say, like, to me, that's, like, the antithesis of what we're trying to help people with in coaching. Um, like, I want you to come to your own decision. I want you to feel empowered around it. I want you to not feel pushed or forced because I have an agenda or something. And I think that that just goes to sales and that whole conversation, too, which is, like, you can still be really good at sales but also still not take this mentality of, like, I'm so great. And then also like what we're asking people to do. I mean, obviously what I'm asking you to do for literally is tremendous, but even what we're asking people to do in terms of like signing up and paying a stranger on the fucking internet for (laughs) coaching is also tremendous. And I think we have to acknowledge that, you know, like I think a lot of people are spending more than they've probably ever spent on themselves in their lifetime on something, especially in something non-tangible, like aside from like, you know, a car or college education or something. But like, um, I just think it's really important to say that. Like, I think not, and also like not writing someone off because at one time it wasn't the right fit for them. So I think this was just like a beautiful journey to kind of illustrate that like, no one is like being offensive to you if they have their own (laughs) process. And if the coaching industry tells you otherwise, you're listening to the wrong people, honestly. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like if, if like ultimately like someone's not willing to give you time and space, that's like a thing for them Mm -hmm. to figure out. Right. Like, and like, that's Mm -hmm. clearly not a good fit. Um, And I also know too, like I dove deep down into the human design rabbit hole earlier. This, this has been a whole year of just like deepening (laughs) and just like all the things. Um, And what I really learned from that is like, I'm an emotional authority, which basically means that like I take time to make decisions Mm -hmm. and Um, there's a lot of feelings that come in the ups and downs of that process. So like, honestly, like even when I applied to be on literally again, there were so many just like doubts about like, is this really going to be the right fit? What if I back out again? Like all of that. But I was like, nope, I'm still feeling that heart pull. I'm going to put the application in because I know I'd regret not doing it. And then 
if Lacey picks me, then I can figure out like deeper, like, is this truly the right next step for me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it ultimately was. Um, And I'm so grateful that I like said yes and that we're doing this. So yeah, yeah, I also just want to give that permission too of like, if you're not 100% hell yes, because you can see all the fear and all the reasons why not to, like, even if you're feeling that heartful, it's still okay to trust yourself and like go there. That too. I think like, yeah, we want people to be a hell yes, but it doesn't mean 100%, like you said, right? Like, I want you to feel like I'm so strongly a yes to this. And it doesn't mean you do it without fear or without worry or whatever. And I think that's so important too. Again, I feel like it gets positioned so much in our industry. Like, you know, it should be a hell yes. Like you're running face first off the cliff or something kind of thing. And it's like, it's okay if it feels scary too. Like most good things do, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think like the thing that I kept saying to you is like, what if I mess up literally? Like what if I'm the person that comes in and just screws at this season and somehow blows it up, which I don't even know what that would look like. Right. And I think that's what I said. I think it would be impossible (laughs) to do that, but it would still be fine. But I'm pretty sure that wouldn't happen. (laughs) Yeah. Cute brains, cute yep. brains. Yep. Um, and so then the other thing I just wanted to share from my perspective is kind of like why I felt like um this was a, a great um uh, like place in your business and business to showcase on. Literally, I think that um one, I feel like it's so important to showcase businesses that aren't just business coaches. Like obviously I love that, and so many of my clients are business coaches, and I fucking love doing that, but I think there's such a um, fallacy in our industry that that's the only way to make money. And I think Erica really showed us in season, season five that that's um, not the case. And it just felt exciting to me to almost like continue that thread a little bit. Um, and I also think it's really interesting because I feel like you're working with like a very sensitive topic, mm-hmm. a very, um, a topic that's rife with like emotion and triggers and intensity. And like, I think it's important to, um, navigate that and see what that looks like too. Because I think that, you know, that's a line a lot of people are walking in our space, depending on what they're working with people on. And so I think that's a really beautiful thing to showcase. And then also, um, navigating it alongside another really tough journey you're on. Like, I feel like a lot of our conversations so far have been the intersection of that. (laughs) Right. And I think that that's something I'm so like committed to and pumped to show on literally, because I feel like it, again, it can, we almost treat it like business exists in this like separate container and really business is so deeply impacted by everything that's happening in our lives. And so I think just, um, being able to showcase like you walking both of those paths is really, really important. So I just really appreciate you sharing that with us. Mm. Yeah. And I love being able to do that because like I personally like want to believe that it can be both, like mm-hmm. that I don't have to like pick one or the other. And I think it can be really easy to be like, oh, well, like I should be focusing everything on my infertility journey because otherwise like am I really doing everything possible? Mm. And, and like you know, I could have done that with like all of my investments that I've made in my business. I could have been like, oh, like I should be saving all this money in case we have to do another IVF cycle. And each time I'm just like, well, we're going to figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We don't really have money for another cycle, but we're going to like find it if we need it. And that has literally happened every single time. Mm -hmm. And just like, you know, and I think it's important for folks to like, like, I think the point is like honor where you are. Right. So it's like, yes, it can be both. Like you can do, you don't like, if you're doing a business that's like, part of your life story and you're still trying to figure out your life story. I'm a believer that as long as you're like a couple steps ahead of the folks yes. that you're bringing along with you, right? Like 
you can still lead them through that. It doesn't have to be quote unquote finished or like wrapped up in a perfect bow. Because the reality is it never, it never is. is. Mm-hmm. Um, and also if it doesn't feel good to not like to do both simultaneously, like permission to like pick one and go all in on that, right? And so, yeah, it's it really is, like I said, such an honor to get to like share my journey and like have that be a thing that just like gives so much permission to other folks that are listening in. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, just really interesting too that like obviously – the the timing of this was more based on me trying to uh, get <laughs> this as close to, you know, wrapped before um, I go on maternity leave as possible. But I also think it was just so um, beautiful that the timing of it was very aligned to like you starting a new transfer and you having really pretty recently left your job and all of that stuff. So I think that it just was like the exact right time exactly meant to be and is like such a beautiful journey that we get to showcase. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes because I feel like we've been talking a lot about momentum too and just like I feel the momentum building and I'm like, oh, like the crescendo is coming. Like things are happening. Yes, absolutely. So good. Well, thank you so much for being here and being part of this. If you guys are listening, please go follow Michelle and give her some love. I'll have you share with them uh, where to do that. But, um, you know, I say this every season, but please just remember like how much someone being a coachee on this podcast is doing to give you all the behind the scenes of this and how much they're putting themselves out there and like their experience out there. And so any bit of love and thanks and kind messages you can send their way means the world. So, uh, Michelle, let's wrap with you telling them where they can find you and follow you. Yeah. Um, so if you want to learn more about my biz, my website is thrivethroughivf.com. And if you want to come send me sweet messages, you can either do it on my business account, which is thriveivf. T-H-R-I-V-F. Get it? It's totally a pun on the <laughs> um, Or a lot of folks, too, just, like, come follow my personal account where I share all the, like, cute family spam. And that's Mish Streeter, M-I-C-H-S-T-R-E-E-T-E-R. I don't know why every time I say my last name, like, I don't – I think I say it weird. Like, no one can ever spell no, it. No. Like, it's yeah. just street with an E-R. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doing wrong here um but anyways so you can come come love on me in either of those spaces amazing well thank you for being here michelle i so appreciate you and i'm really excited for y'all to dive into this season yay thanks for having me all right bye guys thank you for listening to literally i would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast so please leave us a review Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.